Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Talking with Andrew and Chris. I'm Andrew. And by default, I'm Chris. And today we had a great episode. We got to chat with a, a good friend of ours, someone who has been on the podcast before, our first two Pete. As, True. Uh, so that already like that him. already lowers the odds of who it could be by a lot, by like seven billion. That is true, but you know what? It doesn't matter because they know it if they've listened to the show, and and we're glad they do because this kid is freaking awesome, man. It's our good friend Derek of the band Walkney. He is Walkney. He is Walkney. And this was actually a very different conversation, not one that I expected to have, but one I'm really glad we did. We kind of, like, cut the bullshit and just got down to, like, really talking about, like, this past decade and and how we felt about it and, and I, I honestly feel like i mean you've known derek a little longer than i have but yeah. i kind of feel like even though i've hung out with derek quite a bit i, I feel like i really kind of got to know him for the first time really yeah, on this podcast this, this was definitely reminiscent of the chats we had on like the first tour we did together where like everyone was still partying at 1 30 in the morning we're like you want to just go sit in the, the hotel gym for an hour and just chill it's like we were just chilling like you know normally it's like you come on the show and it's like oh you know we're obviously talking and we're having a great conversation, but there's always like a reason why you're on. It was just kind of like, Derek, just come on again, dude. We'd love talking to you. Man, it's not even that we don't have other people lined up. We're, we're booked for the next few months. There's a lot of great guests coming up. Like next week, we're, we're chatting with Nick Kubli of um, internationally touring reggae band Pacifier. So it's not like we boom, boom, were, boom. you know, we're not scraping the bottom of the barrel by any means. We just... Right. The timing was right. We wanted to chat with our good friend and I was kind of glad we did it around Thanksgiving too. I think it offered like a different mental yeah. element to the uh, to the episode which was cool definitely so yeah i think you guys really are going to enjoy this one it's a bit of a different different tune we're singing on this but it's i think it's honestly one of the better we're the still better... we're still talking so don't worry we're still talking so don't worry and, and while we're talking andrew wasn't there a few things you wanted to talk to the audience about am i mistaken um oh Dude, yeah, because that's so crazy, because, like, Derek is in a band called Walkney, and we're in a band called The Stash, and you hear Derek, how passionate he is about music, I would say that, I mean, he's really passionate, but I'd say we're at least 90% as passionate as he is about our band, The Stash. Speak of yourself, dude, I'm batting 92. Wow, okay, well, then I gotta pick it up, but we have a newish song still out called Give It Time, and you guys should listen to it. Trust well, me. I guarantee you it's going to be new to any of Derek's audience. So check it out, guys. We'd appreciate that. It's like some pop rock shit. Sort of like people have told us it's like the Killers meets the 1975 if they were cousins with The Cure in like a third cousin kind of way. So, yeah. yeah. That, that's like my Which like, pitch. how can you not like <laughs> anything that's described that way? Exactly. That's uh, a universally liked thing. It's just, if we're getting real, this episode's real sentimental. It's just about the struggle, man, of being a songwriter. Pretty much everything we spoke about in this episode, that song embodies. And speaking of songwriters, we've spoken to quite a few songwriters and some other kinds of creatives on this show. And you can go back and listen to all those episodes literally whenever you want because they're all there. And we're not only there, we're on social media too, at Talking Podcast, literally everywhere. Yeah, it's Talking with no G. And no G. Uh, just so you guys know what we have on the horizon for you, right? Like, we're, we're back in this full steam ahead. We're chatting with Nick Kubli of Pacifier next week. We have 
Pick It Up, Ska in the 90s documentary filmmaker Taylor coming on the show. We have an artist that I stumbled upon because of a playlist that we were in, and I was just like, all right, cool, what other artists are in this playlist? And a really cool artist called Snowtown, who makes like some indie emo vibes, is, is coming on the show, and, and he seems like a really cool dude. I'm actually really excited to like pick his brain. And, and so that's just like a small sliver of the amount of talent we have lined up, and we're excited to chat with them, and we hope you guys are excited to join us in those conversations. Yeah, this new season, we're trying to go a bit more outside the box, I guess. You know, last season, it was a lot of just people in bands, which is great, but this time, you know, we've got filmmakers, we've got, you know, indie artists, we've got solo artists, we've got bands, we've got it all. Yeah, and, and we appreciate you sticking around and being here, and, uh, you know, that that that's pretty much it. We're, we're just giving this our all, and, uh, you know, we hope you guys have had a great Thanksgiving by the time you hear this, and, and enjoy the rest of your holiday season. And uh, something that gives me enjoyment, well, it's uh, Derek's song, Lucia Rose. So uh, here is Lucia Rose for you on uh, Talking Podcast. When did we go wrong? When it gets so big? Oh, tell me I don't know. No, I don't know. I just need a little time. I just need a little sleep. Why don't we both go? I'm going to ask you about that when we're recording. We're already recording. We're just jumping into a Joe Rogan style. So wait, are you actually like distant cousins with the Bee Gees? I am actually distant cousins with the Bee Gees. Um, Their last name, I guess, is Gib. Oh, it is. My great aunt married into the family somehow. I I don't really know. I don't know exactly how we're related, but we are definitely distant cousins. That's awesome. You know what this means that like soon enough we can play that game. Um, what is it? Degrees of Bacon or something like that. The Degrees of Kevin Bacon, and everyone tries to figure out. It's like a game that actors play. Like famous people are like, "How far away are you from being in a movie with Kevin Bacon?" Kind of thing. So, oh, like, you can see like how the, far uh, away you are from from Kevin Bacon, or at least the Bee Gees. But why you're Kevin like Bacon? Because I feel like yeah, he's huge, but like I feel like I think it's I just because like it's Cruise funny. Would be the... I think it's more just because it's not like it's not supposed to be easy. You know, like. Kevin Bacon is well known and popular long enough, like enough that it's doable with most actors, okay. but it's not super easy. So it's like, you know, you'd go like Brad Pitt and you're like, was he in a movie with Kevin Bacon? I don't know, but he was in this movie right. with this guy who was in this movie with Kevin Bacon. And that's well, too. listen, I never said this would be easy. That's neither did I? Derek's the one who's bringing <laughs> no, up famous no, people. Just, hey, man, look, I, I'm just, I thought I was picking up what you were putting down, but I guess we're on a, a different different page here. All I'm saying is I would think that yeah, it's funny to pick Kevin Bacon. His last name's Bacon. Haha. He's a great actor, obviously. But like, wouldn't you put Tom Cruise or 
you know, well, that's Brad the, Pitt that's as like the, beauty the margin of, the game. of like success. That's the beauty of the game. It's really just a template. You can you can put in whoever. Like I could try to figure out how many degrees of separation I have from Justin Bieber, and I can tell you that it's two because it's pretty close. All right, man, we're not going to agree on this right now, it seems. <laughs> but anyways, jumping forward, the one thing I think we can agree on, well, I, I already know we've agreed on it since we're recording this episode right here. If you're hearing it, it's been agreed upon. Right now, yeah. And guess what? Everyone out there, all of our lawyer friends listening in New York State, verbal agreements are legally binding, so hold us to this. Boom. We think today's guest is not only a repeat guest, a two-peat, but he's also just a great person, an even better friend. And the only person we'd want to have as our first two, Peter. Exactly. Derek, what the fuck is up, man? Walk knee in the house. Andrew and Chris, I'm happy to be back on the show. Uh, I'm just, I'm just hanging, dude. Getting ready for, uh, getting ready for the holidays. Getting ready for this tour coming up, and you know, just doing my, doing my thing. You know, just uh, trying to stay positive, keep making music, and keep being creative. What about you guys? What, what have you guys been up to? I feel like I haven't had a had an actual conversation with you on the phone since our last interview. Yeah, thank God that one's recorded. <laughs> you can remember what we talked yeah, about. Yeah, true. I mean, I, I honestly record every conversation I have nowadays just so I can go back and be like, oh, I did say that. That's I'm an a, asshole. I didn't, that's a great I idea, honestly. But, uh, <laughs> that's, why I keep, that's why I don't delete any of my text messages. There you go. Honestly, I, I got, don't, though. I either. got receipts, motherfucker. no but to answer your question we've pretty much been doing the same thing you've been just working on music working on the podcast working on the youtube working on all the internet fun stuff that people want to ingest with their eyes yeah i've been doing a lot of reading lately like actual books not just like comic books and shit which is a little off color for me but i'm just i've been reading a bunch of books about like the music industry and like sort of like memoirs and and different like not self-help, but sort of like maybe you didn't look at your current situation this way type books from people who have yeah. solid testimonials in them. Also, these books are sick nowadays. There's a lot of musicians' books that are written by like younger authors who go in and every three months they'll like update a new volume. So I buy them electronically. So when the update oh, wow. comes out, it's like a patch note for a video game. It's already in there. You're saying but... that you can buy a book and that book can receive an update? Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Honestly, it is actually yeah. sick. So I'm just like trying to read all that stuff so we can just work smarter and not harder. That, that's that's really it, man. Dude, you my know? dad told me that one time when I was a kid. He said, work smart, not hard. And I've tried to do that my whole life. And people just call me lazy. And they might be right, but I don't think they are. Nah, <laughs> that's funny, but I don't, th- I don't think they are. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I feel like I've heard this fact a million times that Bill Gates... Probably not every time because that'd be stupid, but a lot of times he would give like a really difficult task to who people would describe as a lazy person because they figure out the most efficient way to do it because they don't want to do a lot of work. Interesting. Like, I feel like that has a lot of ways that. it could backfire on you, but oh, yeah. you know what? That's what I'm saying. I feel like if you're hanging out with Bill Gates anyways, the level of lazy that he knows yeah, is yeah. got to be way... Well, like, that's it's like, pretty much just give it, give it... If it's got no deadline, then you got nothing to worry about. If it's a deadline, maybe don't give it to the lazy guy. Right. But it's like best case scenario lazy person, I feel, yeah. if you're hanging out with Bill Gates. But I'll tell you what. I feel like there's all winners in his circle. Derek I is feel probably like the least lazy person I've ever met. That's true. Derek, man, what what have what have, I, what have you been I'm sure to? you have your days, but I feel like every time we talk to you, whether it's being recorded or not, you're always like, yeah, man, I got this going on, and then I'm doing this in the next coming month, and then like four months from now, I'm doing this, and eight months from now, I'm doing this, and 12 months from now, I'm doing this. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow, bro. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate that. I mean, I don't know if I'm, I'm necessarily like, <laughs> lazy. I don't know. I, I definitely have my lazy days, but uh, you know, I've just been honestly, I've, I've been kind of just keeping my head down. I've had the past month um, off from traveling. I mean, I've been going pretty hard for the past year, almost year and a half now with touring and traveling and going all over the place. So I've kind of taken this month as an opportunity to kind of just reset and reground myself um, and really just like get in touch with myself personally, you know, just like kind of take some, some self care time because when you're going out on the road all the time and you're constantly in, in and out of rooms with, you know, strangers and friends and stuff, you can kind of put your own mental health and own personal care aside. So I've just been really taking this time to save up a little bit of cash and just um, focus in really on writing and recording a bunch of songs on my own. Uh, Cause I've, you know, over the past year, I've done tons of sessions with other people and uh, I just, you know, I, I really was happy to be able to kind of, go back to ground zero and just sit in a room with my guitar and just kind of document where I'm at in my life, um, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically. I've been hitting the gym, dude. I've been, I've been feeling good. Like, weird flex. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, it's weird. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm in like a, I feel like I'm in like a healthy, really healthy state of mind, physically, mentally, like every, everything. I feel really, really good. Um, after, this past year, it's been an absolute whirlwind. So I'm just kind of trying to buckle down, get everything ready for this tour, finish out the year, the decade, finish out the decade strong. True. Yeah, let me ask you about that. Let me ask you about that because I know a lot of people who like don't even care about New Year's resolutions to begin with. So they're obviously not taking the bait on the whole like, well, it's a whole new decade thing. But I think like for us, all of us right now, like this is still, I was thinking about this on the ride to the studio today. This is still the decade we graduated high school in. So yeah. I'm okay with it being a lot of growth, a lot of like building and restarting. But I feel like this next decade, like we, we weren't in high school in this next decade. Like there's got to be a precedent set, right? You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? I like I like that mindset. Yeah. But I was just like, thinking yeah, like, you know, new year, but like you're still you and stuff. But it's like, all right, this is like a whole new chunk of time that people are going to be talking about as a different generation. Like let's, this is a good time to like really start fresh instead of just like try something new now. Right. It's like no more time to play around really either. So I kind of like that you just took some time off and obviously you're doing fine. You, you just said you were happy and stuff, but like, you know, you took some time to reflect. Some I don't know. If, I don't know if that was like intentional, but like before the decade, I feel like that's a big mentality shift. Like that seems like a big move. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? He's saying this is the, the most opportune time for the rest and relaxation. I mean, if there if there was exactly like maybe two months before the flip of a decade, like that's I think that's if there was ever a time for a little R&R, right? I mean, you know? hey, God only rested on the seventh day. That was the last one. The Sabbath, but yeah. Right, sorry. It's been a Sabbath. It's been a Sabbath month. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this month is your Sabbath. Yeah, I, I like that. I don't that. really do New Year's resolutions because in my in – my like if I look at the history of my New Year's resolutions, I don't think I've kept any of them. So I try yeah. and just like add things. Like rather than saying, oh, I'm going to quit doing this or whatever, I'm just like, okay, well, I'm going to just do something, do this more. Like last year, my New Year's, not, well, I guess it is a resolution in a way. I told myself I was going to write music every single day. And 
they didn't I didn't necessarily write 365 songs this year, but the first half of the month, the first half of the year, you know, I was in sessions all the time, and I really pushed myself to just write more. And in the past year, I've written more songs than I think I've written in my entire decade of doing music. So that kind of like really boosted my confidence and kind of gave me an indication of where I stand as a songwriter. Um, which is, you know, something that I've struggled, I struggled with a lot after the ending of my band was kind of just like being confident in my, in my work. And so now, I mean, I don't know, I feel like going into this next year, I feel like I have more of an understanding of who I am as an artist and what I'm capable of. So that's really awesome. But I think that maybe this next year, 2020, I'm just going to start dressing like an e-boy. I need to get myself like some trip <laughs> pants and like you know like a, a choker and all that shit i think yeah, that's there you really, go dye your hair like light blue or something yeah or like or white or something you know <laughs> oh like, wow yeah. that's actually could be a hard look for you to, to be honest i honestly fingerless I gloves fingerless gloves yeah fingerless gloves you know or maybe just one like cameron bird <laughs> okay okay hold on hold Name on are legend, you trying to go e-boy are you trying to go legendary rock god because you can't really do both <laughs> one's better than the other yeah, one of legendary, them. One of them gets to space. Legendary rock god slash astronaut. That's exactly. what I'm freaking saying. That's a fact. But also, guy. like, not to put him on blast, I think it's pretty crazy that he can do both these things. He's been playing a lot of World of Warcraft Classic, and I think that that's just really, really great that he also has time to like chill out and relax, you know, while trying to get to space. Yeah, that's something that I've actually I've been playing video games a bit more recently, um, just because I like I don't know I. I spend so much time, like, it's like I'm constantly doing music, like, all the time. And that's, like, something that it's that the thing that I love. It's my career. It's been my, my passion for, you know, a decade at this point. And earlier this year, I kind of had the realization that it's like, okay, well, I've got to do other things that are healthy in my life so I don't get burnt out on this. So, and I was, you know, just trying to take care of myself mentally. And just like provide myself with healthy outlets. So I started skateboarding a lot again, which has been like a really awesome thing for me because it's a super like you, you go at your own pace, but once you achieve whatever you're trying, it's a super gratifying thing. So that's been really good for me. And I've also been playing video games a lot. I went on this like video games, like boy, boys trip to Mer- Deep Creek, Maryland, where we rented this giant house and we had like we had like 15 different monitors set up and all these video game systems and everything and it just made me kind of realize how good how like awesome and good for you it is to just take a step back and do do other things just like because then then it makes me miss music more makes me want to work harder at music and I don't know. It just it makes me feel a little more well rounded and a little more excited to do music. You know, I, not that I ever really get bored of it. It's just that I I want to. I always talk about this with you guys. I want to prevent myself from burning out. Like I can't let myself do that. Like, no, because if I don't do music, I don't know what else I do. Yeah, well, variety is the spice of life, as they say. Yeah, can't the can't be doing this. Life? Can't do the same thing all the time. Dude. If you're only doing music all the time, it's gonna be a point where you're like, listen, if I hear another song, I'm gonna. Just, I'm going to go crazy. Like, I need silence right now. That's kind of why I started, like, picking up these books and stuff. Well, I mean, aside from, like, other other reasons. But I guess the main reason that I chose to, to, to do it, um, it was suggested to me. But, I mean, the main reason I'm going through on it is because, like, I, you can waste a lot of time. It's great to have the R&R time. I think that this year, a lot of this year was learning for me that 
I was doing simultaneously a lot, but then also relying on a lot of people to do a lot of stuff. And I could have had been way more prolific and put a lot more out. So like, that's why even when I get burnt out or I've been like writing for like three nights in a row, then that fourth night, like you get the feeling, but you know, you're going to kind of force it. I'm trying to still be like somewhat thinking or moving the ball forward. So I'm just like, I've just been diving into a little bit more of like the business side, you know? I mean, that's all subjective based on to like what, where you're at with like your team and all that type of yeah. stuff. But for me, I just, I try to keep the motor always going. Cause like, I just don't want the muscle to get, you know, um, like not, not as in shape as it could be. So that, that's just what I'm trying to do. But I feel you on that. It's tough. You need those breaks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I still play every day, like no matter what, I'm still playing or singing every day. It's just mm-hmm. that, some days it's like oh rather than you know like sitting making myself write a song it's like maybe just like practice like a little bit like just play guitar a little bit like you you know like watch you know like some inspiring documentary or like you know you know that you've got a session on wednesday and you know you've got a session on friday so you're like you know what thursday i'm just gonna chill i'm just gonna like go see a movie or something yeah there's nothing wrong with that for me i think the exercise has been the biggest like that's been the biggest thing that's motivated me it's just kept me like happy and kept me motivated and kept me kind of in the keeping my head in the game. Like so many people overlook that, especially once you get into like the touring lifestyle and all that stuff. It's like, you know, drinking, smoking every day, staying up all night, eating nothing but freaking McDonald's and all that shit. Like it can really take a toll on you. And I just like got to a point where I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to live this life where I'm constantly go, I'm constantly in go. Like I got to be, I got to, be as healthy as I possibly can. I got to keep my head straight, make sure that, you know, all the things that I want to do, I'm accomplishing. And like, whenever I take a break, it's not necessarily that I'm taking a break. It's just that I'm putting energy into other healthy things for myself, just so I can be like balanced, you know, because if you're all, if you put all your eggs in one basket or you you put all your energy into one thing and then like that thing gets messed up. Like I was supposed to go record an EP. I found out today that like I'm not able to go do it with that producer anymore. If I didn't have other things going on and wasn't like working on music myself, working on music with other people like or or didn't have other things for me to do, it would probably wreck me and like make me feel awful and kind of demotivate me. But I've kind of like adopted this mentality of just like never quit like i don't really have any other option than music like i've kind of put myself in the position where as far as a career goes it's like you know i'm not i don't have a degree i don't really have a backup plan it's like i've kind of just allowed i haven't really allowed myself any other option so it kind of a lot of times it feels like do or die but i remind myself a lot of times that it's not necessarily like, it doesn't all have to happen right this second. Like, I saw Lizzo or something posted a tweet or something like that. It was like, she said, I toured for eight years, slept in my car, lost my dad, quit music, came back. I would play shows for free beer and food when I had negative $35 in my account. And, like, it's finally paid off. I'm so glad that I never quit. And that's kind of the mentality that I've tried to I've tried to keep is like no matter what you know just keep going forward and if the proof is in the pudding just make good meaningful music and something that you're proud of and you know it'll it'll pay off yeah no that's That's what i hope i hear you man we're we're right there with you dude well i mean truth hurts took what like two years to chart or something like that right it came out in 2017 i think and didn't actually like do anything substantial until this year Hmm. 
So even on a smaller scale, like sometimes you just got to be patient with something that you believe in. But let me ask you this, dude. Why why have you stayed in, I mean, I'm sure you love being home. You love being with your family. But like no one's ever heard of Altoona as far as like a music hub or I know you have had a few bands from there that have done some stuff like postseason and whatnot. But like that's still somewhat smaller scale. Like, And you have a lot of friends in L.A. I see you going out there a few times a year. It's You seem relatively easy to jump into like a friend circle or like even like New York City. You know, you're obviously like connected on Long Island. Like why have you not tried to move to a music city like so many people have done because I just got over the thought of doing that but I'm curious to see why you're still in Altoona or if you're thinking of getting out there you know like let us know what's going on with that I've been living in Pittsburgh um okay Pittsburgh gotcha gotcha to me like I have people that I trust that I can work with in Pittsburgh um but I've been working a lot in Chicago too I honestly don't know if I I kind of, at first, L.A. was like, I was like, whoa, Los Angeles. And then, like, I kind of fell out of love with it. Um, I've kind of told myself that I'm not going to L.A. unless I'm working. Like, I don't really care for, like, the... It's a great, great rule. Yeah, I just don't really care for, like, the social climbing bullshit. Like, I know that you need to do it, but, like, I'd rather just, like, make sure that I have music that I'm completely proud of and have an arsenal. Of, of content and music before yeah. I do anything like that. Right. But also, I mean, a big reason is because I have, I'm sponsored by spirit and I can go wherever I want anytime that I want. So it's like, why would I pay $2,000 a month to live in a one bedroom apartment when I could just go there every weekend if I wanted to like, That's until sick. I'm like, it's like until I'm asked to be like, until I need to be there. Like I, I don't necessarily feel, I mean, like I know that it's like for me in the future, like, if I had to pick right now where I would live if I was going to move to, like, a different city, I'd move to Chicago first. I'd probably do Chicago for a year, move to England, London for, like, a year, do New York City, and then end up in L.A. Because, like, I, I mean, it's, it's like, I want to see everything, and I, and I definitely would enjoy, like, living in L.A., like, if I was able to, you know, work hard and pay rent and stuff. But, like, I just kind of view that as, like the end of my touring career like almost like i feel like if i were to move to la like it could push me to the edge you know push me over the edge i mean but also like in the immediate future like that would mean that i would not be able to afford traveling you know Mm -hmm. like i wouldn't be able to necessarily do like at least right now until i figured it out but honestly i think it's just it's just kind of it kind of scares me like LA definitely does. I love Chicago. I love New York, mm-hmm. but LA is kind of scary. Like, yeah, I feel like I'd rather like get to LA when I am at a point where people are trying to do social bullshit to get to me. You know, yeah. Like I'd rather like, get it's, there it's, when I'm already established and like successful and done shit, so I can yeah, just like show up like, and like enjoy what it has to offer instead of like yeah, trying like, to like I don't like snake to, yeah. your way through. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't like to use people. Like, I value a lot of my friendships with people in a big way. And, like, a man that I recorded an EP that never came out with once told me, you have no friends in this industry. No one gives a shit about you. And I don't think that's necessarily true. If it is true, I don't want to be a part of that, like, that whole thing. Like, I don't want to be one of those people that just kind of, like, snakes people and uses people for social and uh, financial or like whatever type of gain but i I mean i don't know like 
I think a big a big part of it is that I have a lot of family here and I do have a good support system. But I just don't think the time is right. And a lot of people are like, oh, you'll never know. You'll never know for sure. The time will never be right. But I'm a believer that whenever the time is right, I will, I'll end up in L.A. I'll end up in Chicago. Like, I plan, I've got a long life ahead of me. You know, like, there's no real time limit. I just want to make sure that I have the best art that I could possibly can before I do anything like that. I, I want to blow people's minds. I don't want to just skate, like, kind of like, half-ass my way through everything and just hope that someone's going to give me an opportunity i, I want to do it for myself so people are coming to me i'm not like begging them to give me a shot you know no 100 percent, man I, I i used to be of the school of thought like gotta get out to la but i, I kind of recently realized like just because it was like you know tom petty's documentary and like the eagles documentary and like all those people like and, and even friends in our like personal circle like it, it doesn't have to be our our story you know, you can network from your, your hometown at this point. The internet does exist. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to take on that extra burden. The yeah. extra, like I was out, I was just recently out there for two weeks. And, and don't get me wrong, I had a good time. But like, just like the amount of drinking and partying that it seems it would take to even get a group of friends, let alone like <laughs> yeah. navigate and climb up social yeah. channels just seems like i'm gonna look 50 years older in, in mm-hmm. like three years time yeah, well, and like, i'm just not gonna get anywhere but 15 pounds heavier yeah like, i it feel just like seem... i feel like it's like the illusion is that because you're in la where all the famous people are and all the successful people are that it's just like opportunities are just everywhere and people are like oh hey like you're at a party and you see some guy and you're like oh hey we should work together but it's like usually if you see a guy at a party that like you could network with it's like that dude's either drunk or on cocaine or both, and he's trying to like cut loose, and he's not going to remember talking to you tomorrow, even if he's like, yeah, dude, I definitely want to sign you and your band, and then tomorrow he's going to wake up and be like, bro, I have no idea who you are. I'm so hungover. Yeah, I mean, like, that <laughs> shit does happen, though. That's the thing. Like, yeah, it does and happen, like, it does happen and that's almost through. annoying, because you hear that, and you're like, yeah, but like, then where is it happening? <laughs> it only happens when you're ready for it, though. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, if you go out there, and you're like, oh, just look at me. Like, I kind of make songs, and like, I-, I have like some shitty demos from my iPhone. Like, no one i mean unless you're like i don't know like i feel like i've kind of aged out of the like the the time frame where like people would just give me the benefit of the doubt because i'm a 17 year old and just like put me on like i feel like Mm -hmm. it's up to me at this point you know i'm 24 i'm about to be 25 in december it's like if something's gonna happen it's gonna be because of me and the team and the people that i surround myself with like creating a fan base and engaging with them and like letting them like building a relationship with them like building my social media stuff like there's definitely lots of people that you can work with like i have plenty of friends like that live in la like that are working with some of the biggest acts in in the industry you know and it's like for me it's like until i'm ready i'm not shooting my shot like until it's something that like they're gonna see they're gonna be like whoa this is undeniable let's do this it's not worth it to like send out because you only get like i mean i don't know it's it's there's a couple different ways that you could look at it like you could just for me like i could just be sending those people shit 24 7 and that could work but also that could turn those people off completely and make them not want to work with me at all so it's like a hard it's a tricky game yeah. to traverse it's, it's literally like game of thrones like hey, <laughs> it really I, is. Started, oh, I started playing music like to get away from from like hockey which was like hockey was like a super political it became super political and i was like wow like i just love the game 
I got away from, like that's why I got into music and then like you know I turned like 21 22 and I kind of found out that like music's just like that too like everything is like that like life is a political game and yeah. like you just have to yeah you, you got to be able to play the game without losing yourself without being a shitty person like yeah. I'm a believer that if you provide opportunities for other people, like I'm always trying to hook people up that like I know, like are really about it, like that stuff will come back to you. So I mean, I don't know. I, I just try. I'm just trying to keep making the best music I can. I honestly like I'm proud of everything that I've done, but I think that I've yet to make that at release that I'm like, okay, like this is what's going to send us to the stratosphere. Like, right. Well, I mean, I think Paul McCartney hasn't found that either, according to him. <laughs> he said right he yeah, says like I mean, he's never written the best song or something like that the perfect song yeah. yeah but you gotta take it you gotta take every opportunity you can and mm-hmm. i mean i'm not trying to knock la i'm not trying to knock like that like because i mean it's an awesome place like a lot of people i know are doing really really well out there and i think that it's a really great place for creative people of all sorts if you want to be an actor or a dancer or, or like uh videographer shoot like director musician anything like it's a wonderful place if you can stay away from the toxicity and just keep your head down exactly stay focused yeah if you're there for work then then you can you can probably like do something and there's a lot of opportunities if you're there to like be famous or something then you might or most likely will have a terrible time and that's like it's it's like that's the whole thing with la and even just the music industry it just feels like it's all one giant gray area because it's like everyone is like well you got to do this and you got to do that and you should do this and you can do this but then it's like right that works for that guy but then this guy just became famous overnight and then this guy worked for 20 years and then he got it and it's like there's no like set path to do it but everyone is like this is what you have to do and it's like there's things you need to do but it could be anything (laughs) you can't leave any stone unturned exactly like like when I'm talking about being hesitant to move somewhere because I don't think I have the right product, like that's kind of, I think that's kind of a big fault of mine. Like, you know, I, I watch a lot of like Gary Vee stuff and I watch a lot of like motivational people online. Like dude, like his name's Jim Rome. Like you got to take every opportunity you possibly can because like you never know. Like Wayne Gretzky, was it Wayne Gretzky said? You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. I actually like, think that was Michael Scott, but I know the quote you're, you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, close enough, but, but keep going. But like, if you if you know if you if you hesitate, like it's better to just try and fail than to not try at all. That's but what I'm, I'm saying, man. That that's what this whole decade was. Yeah, I I agree. I hear you, and and it, that's oh, almost decade. That can almost be to a fault. My okay, so. If we're talking about this decade, right, and, and, and growth, and that seems to be sort of like the focal point of this conversation for now, I obviously want to talk about other stuff in a minute, but there are songs that I wrote that I love that have come out for projects that I just wish would have either come out with a different name, or I just think we've done a lot of growing in like the public eye in a sense, like, you know, not that we're like super huge or anything yet, but like, just like... The sound is constantly growing and changing and morphing and yeah. finding itself. It's like so we were doing it why, and growing at the same time. That is why I also think when I went to visit LA, to what you said, here's where I'm going with this, it it would have been a disservice to have moved out there after my trip started, you know, I was speaking about it a lot on the podcast up until I went and really saw what it was, and it just would have been a disservice to have gotten out there while even though I've been playing music for like 15 years, been a songwriter for like 10 of those years, I'm still 
always constantly learning and I'm sure you are always listening to new music and always trying a new sound and, and, and not trying to fit the same mold you've been in. So like, it, yeah, you shouldn't go anywhere. I think if anyone's listening, not that I've like, you know, done a whole lot, but I, I certainly haven't done nothing and you shouldn't go anywhere unless you really find the product you want to sell, you know? So I think like, it's good that you realize this and I think that will lead to success and yeah it might not be instantaneous or overnight but do you really want that kind of success how many people are here today gone tomorrow you know yeah exactly and i mean i don't think there is a lot of times i don't think that there is overnight success like there are cases but like you even look at someone like Billie eilish it seemed like she blew up out of nowhere but i was in la in 2014 or 15 or something like that and she was like 12 years old and they had billboards yeah. her up. Like, Dude, she's got a video she on YouTube up. that she's done the same interview for the past three years and I'm like I hadn't even heard of her until like eight months ago <laughs> yeah interesting like, it's like it's like there's so many people like you look at someone like Lady Gaga or Bruno Mars like they were studio like they were writers you know and they put so much work in put so much work in and then all of a sudden like they got their shot and I'm not exactly sure how they got their shot but like it's like kind of reverting back to that Lizzo thing like she was touring for like eight years before anyone gave a single fuck. Yeah. Like, and, excuse me, it doesn't always happen for everyone. You know, I know plenty of people that have tried as hard as they can for like a decade to no avail, you know, like not, that's the sad thing about it is like, not everyone's going to make it. And like, but it really depends on what you consider making it. Like if your goal is to like be famous, then like almost no one makes it. But, like, mm-hmm. if your goal is to just make music forever and not have to do anything else, like, if you can do music as your career and your job and pay the bills, you know, for me, my goal is always, like, be able to support a family on music because, like, that would be awesome. Like, be <laughs> Amen, dude. Like, yeah, That's the dream. That's the right dream. There. Like, that would be sick, you know, to not have to be like, oh, shit, like, I've got to go do something completely unrelated to music just to make ends meet. But, like, I've kind of realized that, so many people who are even so many people who are even working in music they've got so many hustles you don't even know about like it's all it's all about kind of using your resources and like being bit like like the fact that you're talking about getting more into the business side like it's about taking that money you make in music reinvesting it into other things that maybe aren't necessarily like reinvesting it into your music and reinvesting in your music career, but also taking a portion of that, putting into other things that are constant, a little bit more stable. Like, you know, so much like my cousins, like so many people are like, they're into the stock market. They're like starting all these different businesses and stuff like that. And I think that if I ever got like a fat $500,000 check or like a $3 million check from some major record label, like you wouldn't even know. I'd be like, taking that money <laughs> good production company that's what i love to like, hear to investing it in things that are going to bring me residual income because mm-hmm. the, and, and just like building my own studio and stuff like that it would be so cool down the line to just be able to be like all right sweet well i've got like 10 different businesses and now music's just my fun thing you know it's like yeah i make money i make money off of it but like and that's what i do most of my time but like it's fun then it's like you're not depending on music for money like that fucking sucks i've been there like Mm -hmm. where it's like i don't do it for the money but like there was a point where it's i mean this year was the first year where i never had i didn't have to work a real job really like i'll drive lift and stuff like on the side to make some cash whenever i need some extra cash but like this was the first year where i was like okay i'm doing this pretty much full time and like 
there's nothing worse than feeling like you're doing it for money, even if you're not. Like, because because it's just it's not that's not what it's about. It's about creating something, like a moment, a memory for somebody. It's about expressing yourself through art, and like that's how I've always viewed it. And like, there was a point in time where I was like, damn, like I'm I refuse to sell merch until my music is the shit because I don't want to take advantage of my fans, like. It's like that is something that made me feel really awful. Like I, I, it's like it's like if if I'm not in a position where I feel like I'm giving fans what they want, then how can I take from them? But like that's not necessarily a good school of thought, you know. Like it's kind of like that's just like self-loathing coming out in a negative way. Yeah, yeah. No. I, 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 I think I, I mean, I think everyone listening will, will appreciate the sentiment. That's like, that's yeah. nice. That's really nice and it's, it's like, but... I don't think that's going to hurt you. Live, you know, doing it like that. But it's like, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that just every band that makes merch before their, you know, Maroon Five status that they're just trying to steal money from people. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like I know that's not necessarily the case. Like if people want to support personal taste. Support. And so in the no, spirit no. of you sort of like peeling back the onion and just being super honest, like how do you feel this past year has gone for you since you've taken the full plunge to Dude. trying to sustain your life, your live, you know, your livelihood off of just being a musician? It's been awesome, dude. Like it's been, it's been kind of crazy. Like it's been, I've achieved a lot more than I think that I've achieved over the past decade. Like, you know, obviously my, my album, my EP didn't go to number one or anything like that, but I played in so many cities I've never played before. You know, I've I've done some. I did my first like writing project for somebody else, and they went to record. My my friend Ellie Irwin, she went to record an EP with this guy named Alan Sanderson. She recorded five or six songs that we wrote together. He's recorded like and like Fleetwood Mac and stuff. Like so, that's a big thing for me. I'm like, okay, that's my first step into like the songwriting world, legitimately. Like, just made a lot of connections. I feel like I've proven to myself that I can sustain this and make this work without selling merch, without really, like, without really anything. So it's like once I do start being more, like, financially, like, aware, not just so much aware, but, like, kind of using those things, those money machines and stuff like that, I think that it'll, it'll just create a whole new world of opportunity for me. Like I, I feel great, but it was, it was definitely, it was definitely lonely, dude. Like going from being in a band, like if I didn't have my manager, Brian Maroney, dude, I don't know what, what shout out. Check out the like, episode 15. Of the I pod. went from, I went from touring with like a crew of like eight people to just myself and acoustic guitar, like 100% by myself. Like that was a hit. Like there, it's like there, there, it's, you know, there were so many great shows like getting hooked up with so far sounds has really changed like really reinvigorated me like playing with so far sounds shows they like all these people were so involved so interesting they just absolutely love finding new music and like it's a community and like that's a big part of why i got into music in the first place because i just wanted to find new music i wanted to go to shows and make friends and find new bands and stuff so that kind of like brought me back to like why i do this but like it was it, it there were moments where i was like you know I, i'd play an awesome show there was like a sold out show and then the next day i'd go somewhere and there'd be like five ten people there and I'm just like, holy shit, I remember whenever there were like 250 people here jumping and screaming and singing every word to my old band's songs. So it was definitely like an ego death, but also 
like it just made me realize that like I really love this and like there's nothing I would rather do like it it definitely brought me back to kind of brought me back to earth because I think that after all the stuff with my old band I kind of had a bit of an inflated ego and it just kind of made me realize what's important about all of this and you know who who my real friends are like it, how much how much support I truly do have like it's been a mind-blowing experience it's been a roller coaster but I think that I've I've gained a new perspective that I never had before and that's going to carry me through the rest of my life like this year I think was a very big turning it was a pivotal moment crossroads turning point whatever you want to call it oh uh, yeah no I I hear you man I guess there is sort of some because I remember the first time I saw you perform, it was like a pretty packed show in Gramercy Theater, like close to selling out. So I'm sure there has to be a lot of people who were, oh, Derek, you're so awesome in the green room afterwards who haven't been to a single one of your New York shows since. And that's just the nature of the yeah. beast. So I'm glad to hear that you're not discouraged because as much as the big time was awesome, as much as my old like scene hardcore band, I, yeah. I, enjoy, I look back, I enjoy it. But there's definitely there definitely was a bubble to like I feel what we were all creating prior and now exactly. the music seems so much more mature and and yeah. and so much more accessible but it's it's because we're not in such a small little scene or or section of the music world it's going to be a little harder so I'm glad to hear that you're yeah. like full steam ahead man so speaking of being full steam ahead we we you know we're not quite done with the interview yet but we we are getting there I want to know like so this new tour this 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 new plan for the new year you, you're talking about a lot of music like what can people expect and like what is your mentality going to be going into the new decade releasing music touring all, all that good stuff okay well so the past year i kind of made the decision to just do solo acoustic stuff because i didn't feel like i had the right like the the right pieces in in order yet as far as like the live performance um, with a full band as far as the recordings go. Um, but I'm doing, this is going to be my final tour of the, like of the decade. Um, and I'm going to be doing it completely Whoa. solo acoustic. It's going to be like my last kind of moment where it's just me and my guitar. And I'm just like trying to connect with the audience and just like, you know, just kind of chill out, like keep things like intimate, but going into the new year, um, I'm going to be recording some music. I'm actually hiring a friend of mine. I'm, I don't want to give anything away yet, but we're going to record as many songs as possible in my dad's house in Altoona, where everything started, where my old band practice, where I write, I've written the music like, hub of America, yeah. like <laughs> my music hub. It's like the place where I feel the most comfortable place where I feel the most me. And basically I'm just, my plan is just to define show like it really kind of showcase who i really am you know like i'm gonna record mostly songs that like i've written on my own and just kind of try to make a definitive release so people can really kind of see into where i've been for the past year and where i plan on going but coming into the new year i plan on doing full production like full performance like professional or full band like live shows kind of take it back to like why i feel like i fell in love with it in the first place and it was just the fact that i could rock the fuck out and just like jump around on stage so the energy going into it is like i'm tired of bullshit i'm tired of waiting like i'm ready to just show everyone what i'm capable of so i'm just full speed ahead like i i don't want to wait i want to do as professionally as possible possible but also be as transparent as honest and 
just like like I just feel hungry after this year you know spending a lot of time playing by myself it made me miss that energy of a full band performance coming off stage looking like I just got out of the shower like hanging from the rafters like I, I'm ready to just cause mayhem and madness of in 2020 like bring this bring this decade in the way that or yeah bring this new decade in the way that I brought the last decade in which was balls to the wall no fucks given. <laughs> True, you even said balls in a song. Chris. Do you balls. smell do you smell that, Chris? Smells like a self-titled coming out. <laughs> Are you speculating, taking a guess? I'm taking a guess. So so with that being said, Derek, I think it's time to uh unfortunately we could chat with you all day. We love talking to you, man. I mean we've but literally you, called you, playing, you twice already. Are so. you playing anywhere in the tri state? Like that we can come out and see you at before we jump into the set question we ask every guest? Yes, uh, December 5th, I'm playing in Brooklyn at 66th Congress. And oh, then true. I'm, play- I'm playing in Rhode Island. I- I've got like a bunch. Of- like, I'm playing in Philly, Rhode Island, D.C. Uh, like, I'm, I'm up in Boston. Like, there- if you check out walkingy.com, has all my tour dates. Uh, I'm doing a lot of stuff in the Northeast. And then I fly out to – actually, after my D.C. show, I'm flying out to play Fishmas. I, Mike Fishkin, Ooh. shout out to Don Fishkin, asked me to play episode four. His, uh, asked me to play his Fishmas LA event. Oh, very so cool. That, so that's be exciting. And then I finish it out in Chicago and Cleveland, just in time to turn twenty-five. Nice man. Just and damn. and how do you plan on spending Thanksgiving and the holidays? What's Thanksgiving. Like- okay, so Thanksgiving. Uh, this year we're hosting Thanksgiving at my house, so all my family. All my dad's brothers and all my cousins are going to be coming up to my house. We're and be and me and Chris. So yeah, if you guys want to come, come. <laughs> yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there, dude. So the so the plan is well, Wednesday night they have this thing called uh, – it's like Thanksgiving Eve. It's like this big event at this bar in my hometown, which I'm technically banned from. So I have to go in disguise. But We'll um, have to talk about that, that episode three on our third <laughs> episode. Night, then, then Thursday we're doing Thanksgiving at my house, and then I'm throwing a Blackout Friday slash BKHL, which is the Basement Knee Hockey League tournament. Yo, at my house, so we're gonna get some good footage of that. You're playing nice knee game. hockey, bro. Oh yeah. Oh, that's so Pennsylvania, but I want to play. That's awesome, man. That's the so BKHL. sludgy. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's that. That's man. full contact. That's oh. some real Pennsylvania we'll listen, shit. Listen, I'm listen, listen. When that. we call you for the inevitable third walk in the episode, we're going to talk a lot about this knee hockey tournament, so you better remember everything. I don't want you getting any concussions. I'm planning on filming it. Oh, my God. There could be concussions because it is full contact. Like, yeah. we, I mean, it's hockey. So. <laughs> Jeez, man. So you're blacking oh. out. I'm assuming the blackout is a double entendre being where you could black out from the physicality of hockey, but also from the amount of drinking that might happen. I think it's also just a play it's, on words of Black Friday. Okay. It is. It's so it's also, a triple entendre. Also more like, Whoa. And it's also like you better black out the date, so don't miss it. Black Whoa. Out Snap, oh, dude. Is that a quadruple entendre? Is that even a thing? That's... <laughs> Damn, you dude. Trademark that, Derek. You know we you like might our need... words. You know I like my words over here at Walkney. <laughs> dude. Words with Walkney. Dude, is... we... Listen, man. When this podcast really, like, gets up there and we're, like, in L.A., you know, like, at the end game, like we've been talking about, dude, we'll have a segment called Words with Walkney and we'll just call you and we'll be like, so, Derek, what's the word? Dude, I think you just <laughs> named my pod- I think you just named my podcast. I mean, we've got a talking network, dude. We'll talk right after we're done recording. Yeah, man. We're, we're looking <laughs> to really take this network off the ground. But, Derek... 
dude, thank you again for being so kind and giving us your time. It's just fun to fucking chat, man. We don't get yeah, to honestly, see you as this much is, as possible. This is a selfish episode. It's like um, we'll I, let you know if we, we can come out December fifth. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll try. Well, at least try and make it. Um, we yeah, have time to do. plan. Let me so. know if you can. Let me know if you can make the knee hockey tournament. Oh no, dude! Listen, we will be there for Thanksgiving. That's a that's a guarantee. <laughs> yeah, man, save us a plate. New York. We just said at the I beginning, will. you know, verbal contracts are legally binding in the state of New York, so you'll see me. So before we let you go, Derek, this is a new segment we've been doing. Me and Andrew have been having a lot of fun with it because it puts people on the spot, and they usually always struggle with it, and that's like the fun part for us. Well, I feel like they so. think they struggle, and then all of a sudden the word hits them. True, and it's cool to see what they come up with. So if you had to describe what it is you do as an artist, a creative, whatever other words that embody that feeling of being an entrepreneur, like what would the unique word to you be? Like like how do you think about yourself in one word? And then you can obviously elaborate. Um, It's either warrior or survivor. I like that. In the same wheelhouse. So why though? Like I think maybe I think I think survivalist. Fight, I don't know for fight like a fighter, man. Like I don't know. Like I I I just have never stopped fighting for what I want, you know. Like and fighting for my my opportunity, like my opportunities that have that have come to me. Not all of them have come as a result of my hard work, and like that I was actively looking for these opportunities. But I do think they've come as a result of me staying in the game and trying to go 10 rounds you know like just go go as long as i can and, and just not stop but oh man that's a tough one i don't know if that's it either that's you, you guys oh, that's such a t- i love this <laughs> you're really making me think about how how to define how to define myself well listen i'm sure i want to have a third episode with you at some point in the next decade so will. yeah at least in the next decade at, yeah next 10 years easy for sure at least one more no, but for real, man, it's always a blast chatting with you. You're obviously always welcome back. And, uh, dude, we say it a lot, man, but, like, we'd love to rip a gig with you in the new year whenever you uh, figure out what you're doing. We're still figuring out what we're doing, but, you know, there's there's plenty of time because it seems like we're both going to yeah. be uh, warrioring through this next decade. So We'll open the show with a knee hockey game, and then we'll both play. Yeah, man. Let's do it. I'm looking forward to being in the trenches with you, De- Derek, as we, uh, yeah. we all try and take this uh, 2020 decade that's coming up uh, by storm. So. Hey, it's the Roaring Twenties. I just hope they don't they don't ban oh, alcohol. Oh God, how many, how be, long yeah, are we gonna a, hear that joke, bro? That's gonna be a joke for just how many Roaring Twenties New Year's Eve parties are there gonna be? It could be a lot, oh, dude. I'm just gonna make a swing album. Ooh, sounds kind of hard, actually. Bitch rule. Oh my God, I love you guys so much. Though, <laughs> thanks so much for having me on. Right your show. before great. before we go, where can everyone find you? Yeah. Uh, you can find all of my stuff on social media at Walkney Official, or you can find everything else on my website, which is walkney.com. There's tour dates, there's tickets, you, links to my YouTube, everything, everything up there. So, yeah, Spotify, Apple Music, all the main places. Uh, I don't think my MySpace is up anymore, but RIP. pretty much everywhere else. Cool, man. Well, dude, we love you too. We appreciate your time. Time and time and time and time and time again, we appreciate you calling in and just being a cool friend and True. giving us input and feedback on songs. And, and we, you know, we appreciate the relationship we have with you as, as artists. So thanks for being a part of the show. And uh, we'll Every leave you guys with uh, my, my favorite and the latest from Walkney, Say.
Say what you wanna say, say what you wanna say, say what you wanna say, what you 